Hello and welcome to the Peace and Love Amplifiers podcast. I'm so happy you're here. In these episodes, we will dive deep into the idea of peace. What is it? Is it even attainable? Everyone wants it. So how can we make it manifest? Along with my own experiences, you will also hear uplifting stories from inspirational people who are building peace in their own lives and the world around them. We are on the threshold of a new society, looking at where science meets spirituality. And these stories are a call to action to help overcome division and build a better society for all concerned. Join me on this thought-provoking journey to explore ways we can all amplify peace and love. Hi, and welcome to another solo episode of the Peace and Love Amplifiers podcast. And today, I know this is going to be released on June 22nd, which so happens to be my birthday, but it's also the first full day of summer. And it's always wonderful to have that birthday on the first full day of summer. But this episode is geared for kids and things that families can do to help amplify peace and amplify love. And so I'm going to tell you some stories about different things in my daughter's life, my life, um, that kind of that you can take to do with some of your kids. And, you know, and it's always a fun thing to do things like this as a family. And what it shows them, in my opinion, is that we can care about the world. We can change the world. We can do things that will help change society. So back in 2005, I went to Israel and it was part of my seminary. And that's where I was ordained on the barefoot on the beach of the Sea of Galilee. It was amazing. Uh, And so we had this trip all around Israel. We went to, of course, the old city of Jerusalem. We went to Tiberias up by the the uh, Sea of Galilee. We went to the Dead Sea. So it was really a, just an amazing tour. And uh, it was it was a very, there was like 30 of us on this tour with our tour guide who was our seminary leader. And so we had a, a tour guide that could get us into the, the not so touristy areas. So we went to the Golan Heights. We went to, you know, so many different things that we did. But when we were around the Dead Sea in the desert out there, I remember with some of our, my fellow trip mates, we started sending every footfall that we made. We would say good peace, good love, good energy. And it just like, we kind of envisioned that going down into the earth. And it so happened that that was a time where we were like right on the border of Jordan and there had been a a bombing in 
the capital of Jordan. And my family didn't know where I was <laughs> at the time because we were, we didn't have our phones. We couldn't get access. And, you know, this is 2005. It was when you needed like an international calling card kind of thing. So it's just, you know, I just remember that as, you know, when I came back my here, my whole family was uh, concerned about my safety, but I was like, we were never in Jordan. We were just at the Jordan river. But I just remember saying this, you know, good peace, good love, good energy, good peace, good love, good energy, every footfall we would make. And I, I kind of kept that as we were walking through the old city, as we were, you know, walking around this this small little country, you know, going into Bethlehem and Jericho. And it was just an amazing trip. Anyway, but I still do that now when I, every so often when I walk around, you know, going into patients' homes or into facilities, wherever I go, it's just, you know, sending this, this good peace, good love, good energy. And you can kind of make it into a game, into a song, you know, and just every time you make a footfall or your child makes a footfall, just say good peace, good love, good energy. And so another story that I, it was amazing that my daughter started doing this when she was, I want to say three or four. And it was kind of like her job. Like, I, I don't know where she got this from, but she always had to make notes or, or write letters, send them, you know, my mother would bring over old envelopes. So she could, she could mail things to quote unquote, mail things to people. But one thing that she would do, and I distinctly remember this when we were on vacation, my dad lived in Maryland and we would drive, it was like a five hour trip and she would do this a lot. But on this one particular trip, she had this little heart, this little heart, kind of like a cookie cutter that she would make, she would trace onto a little piece of paper. Well, it was like a construction piece of paper, right? A construction paper where she would write, she would just draw these little hearts row after row after row after row after row of these teeny tiny little, like not even maybe an inch high heart and like an inch square maybe. And then she would cut them out. So each individual heart was on its own little piece of construction paper. Then she would tape that onto lollipops so there was this little lollipop with a heart on it. And she would, this whole trip, <laughs> this five-hour trip down to Maryland. And I remember her, like, she started crying because she's like, Mom, I'm doing this too much. I'm like, well, then stop, honey. You don't have to do it. But so she took it upon herself to do this. And so what we did was at the hotel pool, it was, this was in August, so it's hot. And she had this little bag of construction paper hearts on, you know, taped onto these lollipops. She wanted to hand them out to every person there. So around the hotel and around, you know, just, you know, I would walk with her, hold her hand and she would take the, you know, get a lollipop out of the bag and just hold it up. To, you know, here's this little child, this three, three, four year old. And I wish, you know, YouTube was a thing back then. I'm sure it was, but I wasn't, you know, savvy with it. And I, I really wish that I had recorded her doing that. But she, people were just smiling. They were like, this is amazing. Yeah. And 
and this is so wonderful and she's such an angel and all this and I was so proud of her to do this and she spread so much joy with these heart lollipops and she you know she spread so much love she spread so much love that way and so that's something that you know with with guidance with help with you you know an adult supervision you know doing something like that just handing out something that shows just this unconditional love unconditional peace that you know this connection doesn't matter who that person is what their background is if you know what their leanings are you know just give it to them give you know a heart give a a smile give you know something that they can take with them and it's a, a memory and i also do this and this is kind of i've never really talked about this before but while i'm driving i let my daughter in on it but while i'm i'm driving i'll send the person coming towards me like in another car i'll send them love and I'll just envision this white light coming down and just kind of bathing them in their driver's seat and all of their relations and just doing that over and over and over again. And what I find is that if I'm in a funky spot, then that helps me get out of that funky spot. And, you know, that's just kind of like getting the the stuff flowing through you, you know, and it's comes through you. So that's another thing that you can do with your kids. And it's really easy. You know, you can sit in your car and just send them love and send them love and send them love. And or I envision you with peace and love. I envision you with peace and love. And, and it just helps to kind of spread, feed that field, love and peace. So that's another thing that you can do with your kids. And so, you know, I always talk about like there's personal peace and interpersonal peace and societal peace and world peace. So those three methods of amplifying peace are really like the societal peace and the world peace, right? So another thing that you can do on those levels is and I talked to my daughter about this. She's now just turned 13. So I told her what I was going to do for this podcast. I'm like, what would you do? What how would you what would you say to to adults or people to help amplify peace or to help create more peace? And she said they need to learn. <laughs> they need to, you know, to instead of just assuming things is to learn about things is to research and do if you have a question about something is to to go and learn about it and i thought that was really insightful coming from a as a week old 13 year old <laughs> she just turned 13 last week but you know it, and i know she had this class in language arts about and it's very fitting that she had this class but um it was about how to tell what is fake news and what is not. And so what what did your teacher tell you? You know, what was the the method about whether you find if something is fake news or not? And she said, well, you have to look at where the sources are, what the sources are of that that particular thing, whether it's an article or a meme or a quote or whatever. And 
do research on it. And I was like, that's really, really good to teach kids, you know, and even littler ones to, you know, they may not know what CNN is, or they may not know, you know, you may not want them to know what all these news things are, but to, to teach them, you know, if they hear something from someone is to, you know, find the source of that, find who said it, find the, the background of it before you go and spread fake news or fake things, you know? So, you know, check out my resources, check out those things that I, I tell you or tell your kids, you know, you, you want to have those resources behind you so that you know that you're standing in truth. So I thought that was a really neat way for her to, you know, to tell how she would tell people to amplify peace. Another thing that I want to start with her this year is to learn about other religions. I have a number of books that talk about just what another religion is. And it's, you know, there's one that has over a hundred religions. It's called Finding God. And I don't have it sitting here in front of me, but I will put it up on the resources on the, the show notes. And there's a couple different books that I would recommend that you could just kind of like, if you see someone with a different look about them, whether it's they're wearing a hijab or a a turban, you know, you can find out, oh, what, what religion are they and, and how do they believe and what is, you know, and just kind of learn about people and maybe some of the things that I'm going to be working on in the future is creating dialogue between different religions. And that's one of the things that I did with my church, with the Unitarian Universalist Church. My minister asked me to be the interfaith dialogue coordinator. So I would I would have discussions and visits between our church, our members, and other communities. It was just a way to learn and to meet people and to get that unknown kind of that that unknowingness of another group kind of dissipated you know so you it wasn't that fear factor another thing that i'm really excited to share that you could do on a societal level societal again is like your community your your office your colleagues or your school your kids school is these amplifier cards and it just says you are loved and, you know, has some, you know, a QR code on it to find out more information. But the message is like, what are you feeding the field? If you are loved, then you can spread love. And my thing is, I would write in my journal all the time. I love, therefore I am loved. Meaning that love starts inside. When you feel someone Say you 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 generate like a memory of your your child or a loved one, or you you feel that love inside of you. So you can you can feel that love. If you love someone, you you are loved because you feel that love inside first. So that's that goes into the interpersonal piece. That interpersonal love is that your family piece. So that's the third level of peace of 
getting into your family? Like, what can you do in your home to create a peaceful home? And one thing that I I always tell families when I talk to them is to do an appreciation board, whether it's a cork board or somewhere in your home where people can see it and you get little index cards, maybe cut index cards in half or, you know, even in quarters and say, mom, I appreciate you when you make us dinner or little daughter, I appreciate you when you clean up your room, or I appreciate you just because you are here. You know, those like little things that people can see in their room all the time, or you just kind of create this field of, of safe harbor in your home. And that's, that's a really, um, you know, to marinate, you want your kids to marinate in love. You know, there's there's that song by Ricky Byers Beckwith that's, I love myself so much that I could love you so much and you could love you so much that you could start loving me. And it's a chant and it just goes, it just repeats that. I love myself so much that I could love you so much and you could love you so much that you could start loving me. And I used to sing that to her when she was a baby, um, even in utero, actually. Um, It was just, uh, you know, singing that over and over and over again. And when I sing it now, she's like, oh, I remember that song, you know, and it's just kind of creating this field in your home of love, of peace. And it's another great way of having kids knowing that they can do this on their own. They can do things to help them, to help their family, to help their friends. And where it all starts, all of it starts is that personal peace. And I've said this over and over again, you know, self-love begets inner peace. Inner peace begets world peace. Therefore, self-love begets world peace. So it all starts on your personal level. So on the kids, like when, if they know now, these, you know, these little ones know that they can create their own field, their own, they, they can control their emotions. You know, it takes practice, but if they can learn now, imagine where they'll be when they're 20 and 30, knowing that their emotions aren't necessarily stagnant. They, they, if they don't like where they're at, they can change where they are. So we had a, and I've talked about this before, we had a difficult year, you know, um, not only the pandemic, but my mother-in-law who lived with us, she had a slow decline and she ended up passing in January. So it was a very strenu- strenuously, emotionally depleting year for us here in the house. So with my daughter, I made her what I call the toolkit. And in my embodying peace class, I have the toolkit for, you know, to help people with kind of getting some tools in their toolbox that they can use at different moments in their day when they need them. So I made her a toolkit where 
some things to do in the morning, some things to do after school, some things to do at bedtime. They have to, you know, one of the things in her toolkit was affirmations. And I just, I wrote them on sticky notes, all these different affirmations, and I put them around a room, all different colors, pretty colored uh, markers on them. So it made them look festive and everything. But, you know, I am strong. I am a great friend. I listen to to my friends. Um, the one that I really like is mistakes are okay. You know, when I make a mistake, I learn from them. Like all these different different affirmations that they they just see on a on an everyday basis. And another thing that they can do like is right before bed that mirror exercise and I know I talk about this too is they can do that mirror exercise where they just stand in front of the mirror and they say their name, they look at themselves, they say their name and say I really appreciated you when you did this today, or I'm really proud of you that you got this done and you worked really hard for that. And just giving themselves that that positive self-talk is so important. And if they learn to do that again when they're little, when they're young, that they can start to own their emotional resiliency. They can start to own it and know that they are powerful beings and giving them the tools to do this can help themselves, can help the world in which they live. You know, another thing that it sounds kind of counterintuitive, but, you know, stress happens. Things get us upset. Things, you know, we're not always in control and that's okay we're learning. But one of the things that I think is really helpful is a way to get the aggression out. And so I talk about this in the book that I was just in, how my mother, when I was young, my mother would hold up her hands and she would say, punch me. And I was like six at the time. And she said she could see so much anger in me so much. And it was more, it was anger at the state of the world and how messed up things were. And what really would upset me was the, the clubbing of the harp seals. Oh, that it's still, I wrote a letter to the president at the time and I forget which president it was. It was either Carter or Reagan. Um, but it was very soothing. It was, it was good for me, cathartic to like just punch get get that aggression out and there's so much physiology about like how mu- how stress hormones stay stuck in the body and until you release them in some kind of movement whether it's running or punching a punching bag or kickboxing or something that you get all that adrenaline all the the cortisol all that stuff out of your system so you're starting with a clean slate. You're not holding on to all of this stuff that you have to work and maneuver through. So that's a really good thing to do when your kids get upset is to to help clear it out, you know, and shake it out, whether you dance or you do something to help move that aggression 
out of your physical body. So, yeah, so there's a lot that I just shared with you, a lot of different things that you can do with your kids this summer um, that can help them know that they're a part of this, that they can be a part of this, this new birthing of a new society as we move through and create a world that suits everyone, that everyone has a voice at the table, that everyone, there's no one that is put aside or put under, that we're all lifted up, that we're all part of the solution. And you can look at things from, you know, those four levels of peace. You have the personal peace, the interpersonal peace, societal peace, and world peace. So all of those things that I touched on there all fit into one of those realms, personal peace, interpersonal peace, societal peace, and world peace. So I hope that is clear. I hope that there, you know, I had some stories, had some things that you can use in your own life, in your, for your kids. And if you have any questions or if you have any, need some clarification, look this up on uh, my blog and it will be something that we can we can generate some good things. And uh, know that in September, September 21st, is the International Day of Peace. So here in the Philadelphia area, we're going to be doing some things. And you can look that up in your own town, wherever you're at, and see if there's anything going on. So this whole summer, you can kind of get some things going and know that in September that this is going to happen, you know, so look for things in your town that are peace building activities and join in and see how much your kids really, really resonate with this. They really do. They want this. They want to create a world, you know, that there is that indigenous teaching that, you know, that seventh generations, you know, and that you, when you ever, whenever you do something, you have to think seven generations ahead. Like, how is this going to affect those seven generations? And we're not the owners of this world. We are borrowing it from our children. So, if we can help them create a world that they want, that it will help the world. It really will. So, we have to look to the children to foster this growth, this personal societal growth. So they just, they resonate so deeply with this. And I saw in my own, in my own daughter, and I saw, I see it in other kids that I would create. There's another thing that the cloth of many colors, and I'm just thinking of this now. And there's, I have a few of the, the panels that I did for this cloth of many colors. And it was just a peace building cloth. And it like every, every group, whether it's a classroom or a, a family or a, a scout group or whatever, they would do their own panel, three by three panel, three foot by three foot, and they would decorate it. 
for peace, you know, and I have, I went into a, a few schools to do this and we created these panels and, and I just have them kind of spread out whenever I do an event or anything. And, you know, just, it's a way, another way that kids can, can show that this, you know, somebody's listening. There's someone out there listening that wants the same thing that I do. You know, the kids just, it's amazing when you start talking to them about this, about unity and about commonality and about coming together and creating a world that they want to live in. They want to live in, you know? And so if we look to them, if we turn towards them, whenever we have a decision, then we'll create we we will create a world in which our children thrive and feel safe. All right. So a few more guests coming on in the near future in upcoming episodes. But anyway, I I know I threw a lot at you, but there's there's so much to do. There's so much that you can do. You can choose one thing. You can choose two things. You can choose one from each level, whatever it is, but choose and do it. And you'll feel amazing. You will feel amazing. It's just, it's just the way it's, it is. So I wish you a wonderful day. I wish you peace. I wish you love. I wish you just knowing that you are a divine being and everyone you look at is as well. Love you all. And I'll see you in another episode. Hey, you peace and love amplifier. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at peaceandloveamplifiers.com. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening. And remember to ask yourself, what am I feeding the field? Until next time.